See, this is why you got to keep your eyes and ears open at all times because you never know where something's going to come from, Al. My Taylor, <laughs> I, I got the music from here. I'll just play it off Pandora. <laughs> I'll just play it right plug, off Pandora. Plug straight right into in. the board. Right into just, the board. Uh, we never know what we're going to get, which is what you like from Pandora. Yeah. So a little bit of background on how we got to where we are today, where Emily's frothing at the mouth and everybody's fired up about this. She's um, got a team of people. <laughs> uh I was in the car with my wife and my 17-year-old son last night, and we got on the subject of where you stream your music from, and my wife, like Slee, listens to Pandora. Emily hates Pandora. My <laughs> son was, why would you listen to that? Nobody listens to it. It's a stupid app. You can't pick your music. This, that, and the other thing, and he went full nuclear meltdown the way that Emily has. Well, Emily has now started to recruit people to She's argue recruited. against you. Sophia is joining us here. Sophia What's going on, Sophia? At hey, 710. Guys. Good morning. How are you feeling today? Good, good. Good. Would you, are, okay, let's start right here. Are you Team Slee or Team Emily in this debate? I'm definitely Team Emily. Spotify, <laughs> I've been using it for so many years now. I was a Pandora user. I was a Pandora user when I was younger and knew not much about music because I could then just play a channel. <laughs> I don't know and, much about music. Huh? <laughs> and then everything just played for me. And I was like, you know, it worked out. <laughs> so do you... So why, yeah, what's the... So what's the because I, I definitely have not used Spotify much. What are the big differences if somebody's using Pandora? If I go to Spotify for a week, am I? Do you think that's it? Like, yeah, no, you're gonna get hooked. I don't like, know if I will. Spotify, spot like the reason that I'm also pro Spotify and nowhere near Apple Music is because you can't queue songs in Apple Music. Like, yep, it only lets you play <laughs> yes, you next. Can. You can, you can queue. It only lets you play next. You, you can can't build a whole, a whole queue. Yes, you can. You haven't used it then. <laughs> it, it says okay, well, it's so Taylor coming on strong. Did not just, know Taylor was coming in. You just swipe left on Spotify, and your queue gets really loaded. And then also, if you run out of your queue, and then they they create the new stuff next again. Taylor's point is correct. It is a good uh, platform for those who want to discover new music and might not know what they want next. Do you agree with that, Sophia? Yeah, because you also get like your daily mixes. Like if I'm yes. listening to my playlists over and over again, they'll give me a new daily mix like every week. And there's songs that I don't know in there, but they're still like the type of music that I would play. Okay, so that that's the one thing I'll say about Pandora. I get introduced to a lot of music and I get introduced to a lot of artists that I don't already know. Spotify, I thought was... You're basically putting in the artist, and they're playing the artist for you. It's no, it's a it's a mix. So they, I think that the the best thing about Spotify is they are really good at <laughs> data collection. So like they really get Just to put know your social you security really number in there really well. Your credit card, which is, your mother's maiden name. <laughs> why we wait, Sophia? You like Spotify Wrapped, right? Like that was a great oh, day. Yeah, that's so fun. You had to know about your friends. Okay. You had to know about things. Like, let, first off, first off, I think they know music yeah. much better let, than I do. I've had the same five. Artists. I don't think I care about music <laughs> let me, to the extent let, that let they me care just about. Ask this quickly, Sophia. Do you have the same? level of passion that emily does for this or do you just prefer spotify to the other platforms like i do get in fights with people about <laughs> about spotify over apple so music she's fully on because, the m side no because apple music users are completely unhinged like they are taylor so i feel pro, like this is your place they're so in. pro apple music anybody. that like you cannot but, but, okay, but the this, play, this is a great example who brought the, the only reason the why we're having the today. conversation the spotify is because spotify are users unhinged. are angry at everybody not using spotify I so what is that as long as people are listening to music that you know 
a good time that's being had by all. Here's, I'm happy. Here's what I've taken. But if you're gonna this. if you're gonna attack my platform, I'm gonna fight back. You're gonna you're gonna. No, I don't think that Spotify users are like coming at anyone else. I just think it's so much easier to use Spotify than Apple Music, in my opinion. Like I've had my what? like friends hand me their phones with Apple Music, and I'm like, by the way, based on this conversation, anything. Pandora's in the minor leagues. They're not even in. The, they're not even in the pros. I just Sophia, just so we're we're all on the same page here. You did say that Taylor was an unhinged person who knows nothing about music. Yeah, look at me. But but Spotify users want no problems. If I want to get a lead, you unhinged this, I mean, the idiot. Best way to listen to music is it's vinyl. like swinging on, at somebody at a bar, and it's like, well, I have no idea why they were fighting back. <laughs> why why would they fight back? But yes, let's all listen to every single piece of music on vinyl in our cars. Everything, yeah, the, the let's, best let's, music. Let's puzzle. support the musicians here. I mean, yes. however you listen to music is great. I just personally think that Spotify is better because I think Pandora is cool. Like my aunt uses Pandora a lot. <laughs> is she eighty three years old? She's a principal. She's a principal. She's in her fifties. My aunt B. She's my people. She's got a Victrola that she cranks and Tell she her, listens to Spotify. Let her know if she wants uh, commercial free. Let me know. I'll hook her up with a so, password. Oh, Amazing. We got some more defendants of different sides of this topic, Sweet. so we'll we'll bring them in later. Don't worry. I feel like. The, the, the funny thing is, I think you and I probably care the least about all this. We do. We have someone on Taylor's side, so don't worry. Someone I, on Taylor's side is going to come. Uh, station. Uh, I don't care at all about any of it. That's yep. why I like it as much as I do, that you guys are as fired at me. If I'm being honest, I don't think you care all that much either, but I do like I've the I've never uh, loved Pandora more. I, good idea, Folder Emily. Ask me about it uh, after okay. after the show today. Sophia, thank you. Thanks, Sophia. <laughs> good to have Thanks. you on. Thanks, Sophia. Taylor, you are an unhinged, know-nothing-about-music Look at me. board op. <laughs> <laughs> to me, well, we want no problems. She said that. There's my memoir. I, I look unhinged, know nothing. By far, the most uh, aggressive people on Spotify are those two. But but they're completely okay if you listen to something else. So good, so good. Eight oh five Raider in the Travis Lee Community Rights. Are you going to finish that? That could be the name of my um, memoir. Yours could be the my top one hundred Lakers of all time. <laughs> I don't really finish other people's food. That's not really at, at home. I do. Like oh, I was going to say, yeah, I'll eat Susan. the kids' food. But if you and I go out and you have a couple of bites no, of no, your you sandwich left, that. I'm not going to have that. Hey, are you going to finish that, Reuben? Oh, the last couple bites That'd of that. Be so weird. That would be so weird. By the way, how good is a Reuben? Who doesn't? Yeah, have, I mean, it's got good. Thousand Island dressing. It's got melted cheese. Sometimes you get a little sauerkraut in there. It's crispy toasted buttered bread. Who doesn't like that? I ran into, I think it was on Friday or something like that, Michael Roth downstairs. He's going up. I'm going up. And he goes, uh, yep, just came back from Langer's. Perfect. I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. That's a good sandwich, too. That's a good sandwich. I've lost. I have one of those. You get the big pastrami sandwich. I believe that's Number a 19. 19. That's right. And then the, they got a good Reuben over there too. A little corned beef. Just, just throwing that just out. Saying. There. Just throwing that out there. All right. Um, Dodgers are still kind of sitting free agency out at this point. There's still a long way to go. There's still a lot of good players left, and we'll see. The shortstop market is going to heat up, especially now that Trey Turner went and did what he did. By the way, Emily pointed out something out yesterday. If you play shortstop for the Dodgers for cashing a little while in. and play reasonably well, you're going to you Machado, 300 plus million. Seeger, 300 million. Turner, 300 million. Come here for the Dodgers for a few years and play short. You're going to make some money. It's pretty remarkable. Um, 
They keep saying that they're happy having uh, Gavin Lux as their shortstop. Here's Andrew Friedman at the winter meetings. With Trey, uh, obviously he was right in the thick of a lot of our success over the last year and a half. Really dynamic, talented player. But we also knew that this was very possible. And, you know, Philly's adding a really good player. But from our standpoint, you know, we feel good about the guys we have in place now. That doesn't mean that we won't be opportunistic and things won't line up. But we feel really good that Gavin Lux can be a big part of what we do this year. And whether that's playing second, playing short, we'll see as things unfold here. But, you know, we feel good about not just the guys we have but also the talent that's on the market right now okay i i get it he's he's keeping his cards close to his yep. best he's not going to say too much he's obviously going to say that the guys that he has on his roster right now he's comfortable with because that's what you're supposed to say i've watched gavin lux play shortstop yep he's, he's okay it, it's not a disaster but it's certainly not as good as some of the options that are out there right now um i was thinking about it and here here's who's left from that team the 2017 team that got ripped off Clayton Kershaw, Chris Taylor, Austin Barnes, and let's throw Dave Roberts in there too. He was the manager of the team. Justin Turner may or may not come back to the Dodgers. If he comes back, that would make five potentially. Here's my question. Guys, I hate the idea of what happened to the Dodgers. Those Astros players, Al, you've heard me say it a million times, my blood boils every time I look at them. Mm -hmm. But if Clayton Kershaw is okay with it, if Dave Roberts is okay with it, if any of the other Dodgers that had this thing taken from them are okay with it, and Carlos Correa would give them a chance to get back and potentially win a World Series, am I really going to jump up and down if it happens? No, I, I don't love – I'll never like Carlos Correa, but I can hold my nose and have him on my team for a few years if it means they've got a better chance of winning the World Series. I've, I've done a 180 on it. I've changed my mind. I want to win the World Series. I'm done getting knocked out early. Mm-hmm. I want some friction. I want some heat. I want some uncomfortability. And I think Carlos Correa could bring all of those can things. I, can I um, – I'm going to try to make a case for you, okay? I'm going to try to convince you back to where – I think you were two weeks ago where you were a couple months ago. I'm trying to take you back there, okay? Um, you're right. He's He would add something that I don't think the Dodgers have. You're right that statistically you go look at his stats. Would you have rather had Trey Turner? Of course you would have, but Trey Turner's gone. Yep. You're right that the position is shortstop. If it's Gavin Lux for 162 games or whatever the case is, um, you're not really sure what you're going to get. You don't. Now, he's got a good bat. I, I, I think Lux, I think sometimes when you have a position and you know it's yours, he might just get comfortable in it. He's never going to go out there and be um, you know, one of the greatest shortstops ever, but he's got a great bat. If I think a lot of teams would say, okay, hey, if we have to take Gavin Lux, we'll take Gavin Lux, but maybe just not in that position. But the part that I have a difficult time with, I'm going to go back to this. When you look at the Dodgers, the one thing that you always pay attention to, don't pay attention to who was on that team. Don't pay attention to their own feelings and their own thoughts. Pay attention to yours. Because if Travis Rogers, as big of a Dodger fan as I know, you talk about this window of the Dodgers missing one thing. And that one thing is in 2017. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you want to say, ah, oh, they could have played better against the Red Sox, or you know what? They should have beat the Nationals. They should have beat the Padres. You, you, you can lay it out as much as you want. You didn't get closer than 2017. You went seven games, and it is obvious they cheated you sure. out of a World Series. To kind of flip that and to, and to look at it today and say, you know what? 
whatever Carlos Correa did that took away potentially a World Series from the Dodgers, I'm okay now to have him part of my team to go out there and try to win a World Series. I don't know. It's, it's, it's the, the principle of it of, I get you want to win. I get you're the Dodgers. I get you have arguably the best run franchise and you're missing this one piece that um, that it feels unfulfilled from the last 10 years or whatever the case is. That dude has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. That dude is the same player that we were all talking about over the last couple of months, couple of years. Remember the quote from Cody Bellinger, the quotes from Mike Trout, the quotes from every single player, not every player, but guys that were very vocal about what that Astros team did. Mm-hmm. It's so weird to me to all of a sudden say, you know what, um, now we're going to open our arms to you. It just it feels so disingenuous to me, and it feels – I don't think the Dodgers need to go do that. I really don't. Well, I feel like the Dodgers – They may have, not need to, but they might do it anyway, mm-hmm. right? And it is disingenuous, but it's also on the heels of – Playing four more games in the Cincinnati Reds. It's it's also another season of seeing. You don't have to do that. Flame out. They don't have to, but they're a better team with him than with Gavin Lux at shortstop. They are. It, it, that that's not really an. That's a fact. They would be because Lux's bat's going to be in the lineup. They'll find a place for him mm-hmm. to play. I'm not saying Lux shouldn't be one of the nine guys in the lineup. He should. I'm saying I just don't want him to play shortstop. You have an opening at shortstop. Let's see what's out there. If that's the piece that they land on, yeah. I'm not going to buy a jersey. I'm not going to yeah. jump up and down. He's never going to be my favorite player the way that Corey Seager was. You know how much I like Trey Turner. He will be a guy that's wearing the uniform that is a necessary evil to accomplish what I want to accomplish. And you're right. It is contradictory. It, it's it's hypocritical. It's all of those things. You're right, but I can live with it because I just am so sick and tired of seeing this team flame out way before they should, that doing it the way that they've done it, I know that they, you got to be in it over and over again. I'm at the point now where let's try something a little different. I'm not going to be the guy saying everything's great. I'm not going to give him a high five when I say, I'll I'll hold my nose when he comes to bat, but I want him to get a hit. I want him to win those games. I want to win the World do you Series. Remember, do you remember the example you gave? Sure. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm going to make you say it. You said that it's the equivalent of somebody sleeping. Yeah. If I'm right, with right? With your wife. Sleeping with your wife. Yeah, and then you want to start a business Start together. a business with them. At that time, you're like, yeah, the business don't matter. This ain't happening. It's not going to happen. I just don't get what changed. The, the business has failed 10 times in a row without that guy, and he keeps making successful businesses. <laughs> That's the problem that's changed. And I'm losing some of my other partners that are going somewhere else, and my business is getting marginally less stable. That's what's changed. Do you know what it's going to be? I, Al, I am you know what it's fully gonna be? aware you're going to put your head. You're going to put your head on your bed at I, night, and you're not going to sleep well. You know how people say you're going to sleep well. No, I'll be all right well. with it. What, you're not going to sleep Here's well. the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is it's not that. The worst case scenario is is that he comes and he doesn't play well. Yeah, and he doesn't deliver, and and, and he and he sucks up a lot of money. Can I tell you something? And a lot of hostility. That's the worst case scenario. The the best word Ramona used yesterday is watch out for karma. And for somebody that's a baseball gods guy, I don't they're, like they're, where you're going. Both with this. of those things are true, but they don't go together. The uh, karma, I, I am a believer in it. If karma were the baseball equivalent of making good decisions, then the Astros wouldn't have won last year. They did. Mm-hmm. So the karma thing, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like in life, but in sports, maybe not so much, right? Because they just won. And I know he wasn't on the team. I know he was in Minnesota, but. I'm just saying, I'm coming around on this. I think a lot of Dodgers fans are coming a free agent. Might as well go get Altuve, too. Eh, bring the whole band back. Look, if all of a sudden all you needed a guy that 
could help you win. I'm in a different place. I just am. I, I'm tired of seeing them flame out. I, I, I hope Dodger fans are holding pad on this one and don't want to see Correa. You saw what happened Los yesterday. Angeles you Dodger. saw the phone calls. You I saw the you tweets. Are, I hope you are one in Let's open it up. Let's 10. find out. Let's find out. Be one in ten. Let's find out. Eight, You're seven, five seven. of ten. Dodger fans, I don't know what to tell you. Eight seven seven seven. It wasn't it was it was one in ten the other way yesterday. <laughs> That's what it was. It was one in ten, keep him out. I don't think I don't think we read there were, we got a lot of tweets. We should read them. We got a lot of tweets of people who are like, absolutely not. I know what you're saying. There were definitely people saying, if you could help me win, then then go make it happen. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. That's coming up next. Stravis Lee, 710-ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I'd like to um, ask Chris a small favor that when he refers to Taylor, it's not producer Taylor, it's unhinged, know nothing about music, <laughs> producer Taylor. Taylor. I think that uh, those fire me up, Trav. <laughs> I just, I like it because <laughs> if I had to bet, if yeah. I just had to bet that there's maybe somebody else in this building, but if you said, Trav, I need you to pick the person that knows the most about music here, I would pick you. <laughs> you would be my choice. That's the best compliment you could ever give me. Well, no, I'm, the, I'm glad you think factual. so. It's factual. Yeah, I, it's I, true. And that you got tagged with unhinged and you know nothing. <laughs> yeah. it, I'm really pleased with that. <laughs> Here's where I am on this. I, I actually have Spotify. I have the free version of it. So if people send me a Spotify version of a song, I'm able to listen to it. So I'm, you know, I'm the peaceful one in this situation. I'm willing to bridge the gap, but I, I don't know if I can say the other. Yeah, they're not. They're they're not looking for peace. <laughs> no, they're not they're looking I for found blood. Two more people that are on Taylor's side, and I will. We can reveal them at noon. Are right. you okay with that? That's fine right. with me. Let's go ahead and I like a tease. Yeah, I like it. So here's where we are on Twitter talking about Carlos Correa. A lot of this, Anthony Gaeta, no blanking Astros ever. He says he's stealing all of your uh, caps idea. And then there's this. This is from Laker Shane. If Barry Bonds was a Dodger the entire time, we wouldn't care. No more ethics talk. They all cheat somehow, some way. How come no one talks about bets coming from Boston? Um, it's uncomfy, but he will hit in October. Um, there's this one uh, about how Correa is that guy that you hate when he's on the other team, mm-hmm. and you hate him slightly less when he's on yours. Is this <laughs> which is pretty great? It's not the. Would you agree with this? It's not the same thing, right? It's not the same thing. When you, let me use Barry no, Bonds as an example. <laughs> no, 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 no. The no, Bonds no, thing. No, no. I think is exactly what I'm saying the same. is, yeah. What I'm saying the other stuff, but but is the Bonds thing the same thing? I think everybody it is. was juicing. Yeah. So my my point is is that it's not. The Astros, there weren't, and, and listen, I, I I'm not an investigative reporter here, and I knew what each team was doing in that in that time frame, but there weren't 20 other teams 
banging on trash cans and doing whatever they were doing. That's exclusive to the Astros, correct? Yes. I, I don't know if I completely agree. I've heard you and Mason talk about this. The Mookie Betts Boston Red Sox things is different. I don't know enough about it's, it to it's, know. So I'll use this. It's on the same block, but it's not in the same house. Does that make sense? Like it's 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 similar, but it's not the same. That what they were doing was far less egregious, far less sophisticated, and had far less impact. So can I than what this? the Astros were doing? Why don't we? Should we make Be, more of a case about uh, that with uh, the Red Sox? I'll tell or you no? why. Um, maybe, maybe not. I, but I think that the important part of that is that Mookie is here. M- Mookie again. The Red Sox didn't get caught like that. They didn't get painted with the cheater brush like that they, they didn't, didn't to, at all they didn't have all. to answer all the questions yeah. that these other guy did and yeah. look bregman correa altuve others they handled those questions so poorly that the rage just went to a whole nother level mm. and i think that it's still there that's a big part of this too as opposed to yeah you know like for instance did Jordan, they ever have to answer questions yeah they did they didn't they, they answered them i'm very, talking about mookie i'm talking about mookie no, and the, no, no, they really didn't like right that. like then, i don't remember anything look, here, here's the other thing george springer was a part of that Astros team too yeah. very yep. good player mm-hmm. who left the team shortly mm-hmm. thereafter went to Toronto mm-hmm. answered the questions slightly better than nothing great but a little bit better than some of those other guys everybody lets George Springer live his life right and and I'm not saying I like him I'm saying it's I'm gonna hold my nose yeah. and keep going and I understand a lot of Dodger fans hate this idea I get why you hate it I was one of you not that long ago just tired of getting knocked out in the first or second round of the playoffs over and over again. Let's try North Hollywood first. Steve. Steve, you're on with Travis Lee. Guys, the answer is no. And then and then if we really want to discuss it further, the answer is still no. And then it's <laughs> going to be no after that. And there, here's why, more than anything else. I think if you're the Dodgers, you don't – and I think and think this is something Slee was talking about. There are – are lots of needs. We probably have a need at third base. Uh, we probably could use another outfielder. I would rather, because I've been a Dodger fan for over 50 years. I'm in my mid-50s. My dad is 80. Neither of us, we've discussed it actually, neither of us want Correa anywhere near Dodger Blue. And look, Lux is on your team already. Now, I would rather risk him. Uh, he was a minor league shortstop, essentially. I, I'd rather let see what we've got with him, knowing that I've got Taylor, who also came up as a shortstop, and I could also try trades. But if if those aren't palatable to the Dodgers, I'd be very happy making a run at guys like Dansby Swanson and, and Xander Bogarts, two guys who would be great options if the price is right. But let's – look, you, you have only so much money to spend apparently this year because they're not going to go break the bank. Don't spend it on Correa. Just don't do it. it Steve, I got I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Let, let's. How does everything change for you if let's say they went out? Because I, if they signed Correa, you said your pops is you know you guys are diehard Dodger fans. Um, what changes? So they go inside Correa. Does anything change for you? In how you root for the Dodgers, does anything change? I mean, is it just one of those things? Well, man, that's a tough pill to swallow, but. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of Dodger fans lining up and saying they're going to stop watching Dodger baseball. They're going to stop going to the games. I'm going to give you something. Can I, can, I'll answer that. We had this discuss uh, discussion about Bauer when the Bauer thing was kind of questionable. I, I don't want to see Do- Bauer ever pitch for the Dodgers again, regardless of whether or not he got in trouble with the law. And th- 
there are certain guys I feel like I'm not a karma guy necessarily, but I do feel like, you know, you, you, you bring dirty laundry into the dugout and then when everybody gets dressed, they're dirty. And it's just, I think that that's something that I don't want Dodgers going everywhere and everyone booing because they picked them up. It's like, they'll they'll I, boo him for a period of time, Steve. And I think that very quickly people will stop booing. They won't cheer. But they'll get used to the fact, hey, he's here. Can he help us? Can you he can help? win without Correa. And, and I think that, yeah, they can. But they can also probably win more with him. I'm, I'm not saying there aren't other options. I agree with what Steve said. There are other guys out there that I would rather see ahead of Carlos Correa. But what I'm saying is, if it does, in fact, happen, I'm going to get on board with it. If, if this is the direction that they go... I'm not going to be jumping up and down saying this is the end. Well, of the there's world and there's only down. you know there's only so much you can do, right? I think the conversation is right now because it hasn't happened yet. But once he were, that's why I was asking him the question of, okay, but are, you're not going to be protesting outside and saying that you're not going to go to a Dodger game? I think they're still going to be going. Diamond Bar, Gilbert, Gil, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Yeah, hi guys. I'm I'm with Travis on this one. I used to hate Carl Malone. Those Utah teams, they drove me crazy. I used to hate Matt Barnes that tried to throw that ball at Kobe's face. Nah, not that, that, that. I used. Gilbert, I, I I'm going to just stop you for a quick second. I wish you were given examples of guys that cheated the game in some shape, way, or form. Because you not liking Carl Malone because he was able to hit a 15 footer and the Lakers would lose to the Jazz is different than this situation. No, Ron Artest was dirty. He he would cheat the Lakers all the time. He would foul Kobe. He was dirty. He was a dirty player. But when he came here and he hit that 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 three pointer against the Celtics and helped us win win that championship, I love Ron Artest now. He he's one of my favorite players. So I'm with Trav on this one. The goal is to win a championship, and Correa is a great player. I, I, I think you're both right, Gilbert. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Um, I, I think there's two things. I, I'm more on your side, Al. I don't know if those are apples to apples right there. I, I, I see what he's trying to say. I, I do too. But this is not a player who used to beat your team or foul your team or prevent your team from going where you wanted it to go. This is somebody that stole something from you. It's different. This is somebody that isn't throwing in shots at the buzzer to beat you. This is somebody that's rigging the game to beat you. It's different, and I understand that. That being said, I think the second thing Gilbert said is where I am. I, I, I want to put the best team that the Dodgers can put on the field every single season, and if that means that they go and get him, look, would I rather have Dansby Swanson or Bogarts? Yeah, probably, for all the reasons that we're talking about. My argument is, if he comes, let's go. Let's go see what it can do. I'm not actively saying go out and break the bank for him. I'm not saying go out and, and, and do everything you can, move heaven and earth to get him in. My point is, if he comes, I'm not going to be the ones jumping up and down saying, I hate this. I'm going to be the one that I hate that guy, but I do think that the Dodgers are better with him than they are with Gavin Lux or Chris Taylor at shortstop. That's my argument. That doing nothing as opposed to Carlo, or, uh, Carlos Correa is not a winning proposition for me. Other player in Carlos Correa, sure. Carlos Correa or Gavin Lux, yeah, let's let's go. I don't I don't love it, but I'll I'll get over it. Especially if we get in October and they start to win a few along the way. Factor cap, Emily, need you to take a deep breath a couple of times before we do it. No streaming questions. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey guys, I know we think that soccer is over, but uh, Portugal's up 2-0 over the Swiss with Ronaldo on the bench, the $500 million man on the actually, bench. Actually, soccer started. This is actually <laughs> the good soccer. Oh, you mean football. They football. benched Ronaldo? There's an issue with the coach and Ronaldo. It's it's a little bit complicated and I don't know, super know everything about it. I just know that he was benched for this game. Uh, at least Seems to, to have worked game. out. <laughs> exactly. So speaking of which, uh, ga- uh, sports that aren't necessarily our typical watching uh this weekend uh the cow men's water polo team uh, ended up beating the usc uh water polo team but what happened was the last like quarter of the game cow came back scored five goals to erase their deficit and one of their game-winning goal happened in the last 40 seconds of the game it was honestly thrilling i was paying attention to it on twitter it got me really into it but I think if I showed you guys the highlights, you would at least find it really intriguing. I sent them to Clinton, and he was like, whoa, this is crazy. So, even if you don't understand the sport, it's cool to watch something that gets decided in the last minute of play. Travis, fetch your cap. Yeah, fact. I mean, we just experienced that for the last couple of weeks, right? I'm not a, I'm not a soccer person. I don't understand the intricacies of what's happening. But when you got to that third match of the group stage and you were either going through or you weren't or yeah. you are trying to watch, you know, you needed a, a specific result in a different match and just the attacks that were going on, I, I didn't understand any of the strategic elements of it, but it was incredibly exciting. For, so for sure, I don't need to know exactly what's going on to mm-hmm. know that if you get it in the net you win and you advance that's always exciting <laughs> al so fact for me as well but th- this will kind of gets me with sports when the fans are really into it i don't even have to know what's going on but just seeing their passion makes you kind of like oh geez what is going on here right so whether it's watching a soccer match and there's ninety thousand people at a stadium or like you were talking about um watching some type of stream if everybody else is excited you just naturally get excited if it's looks boring and there's nobody there and we're we're doing sports during covid you could have the most unbelievable games an nfl game but because there was nobody there it did lose it lost some of its thunder there's were they piping in the noise am i what is happening here but that's that's kind of the only thing you go with for me the crowd has a lot to do with it no question taylor yeah, fact for me too. Uh, even before the World Cup, uh, watching a soccer game of consequence, LAFC. I mean, how about great that example? That was just a. I mean, who couldn't watch? Who couldn't pull away from that? Right, and I think I feel the same way about golf. I don't. I understand golf, like what happens, but I don't really get really invested in it. But you know, when Tiger's out there, when it's the Masters, things like that, I can see on Sunday of the Masters why it's. So cool. The yeah. Olympics are kind of like that too. Yeah. That even sports that like you don't typically watch, but all of a sudden yeah. you're watching the gymnastics. I couldn't yeah. tell you if she nailed that that landing or that flip or whatnot. Whatever. <laughs> but when the scores go up, you're super tennis, invested in it. Tennis. Yeah, all of a sudden sure. becomes I at like the right time. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Totally track too. Um, so a Australian mother is getting. 
parent shamed uh, for allowing her child to have a McDonald's themed party. So like this child apparently loves McDonald's, favorite place to go, favorite thing to do. So the child wanted a McDonald's themed party and the, and the parent is getting shamed for it. So the theme of a birthday party should be whatever the kid wants. Alan, Fetter Cap. Fact. Birthday's for the kid. It's not for anybody else. So you might as well. Now if it's, you know, make sure that the kid is, uh, I don't know, best you can put it, but is McDonald's going to be known if it's the healthiest food? I'm, I'm sure that's what some of the parents are concerned about is, well, yeah, it, it isn't the, the healthiest of food out there, but if it's for the kid, absolutely it should be. If he's a big Dodger fan and he wants to make a Dodger theme, make a Dodger theme. If he's a big Star Wars fan, whatever it is, right? Make it whatever it is. I don't think it matters. And parents who are going to another kid's birthday – can you keep it down over there? Keep the the peanut gallery. Keep it down. So first of all, the three birthday parties you named, I'm in on all three. I, I'll do McDonald's, Dodgers, and Star Wars. They all sound like that's one birthday. That's one birthday. I want all three. I want Luke Skywalker in a Dodger uniform eating a Big Mac. That's what I want for my birthday party. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah, look, Emily. Do you know how old the kid was? I'm guess eight or nine. I guess my guess like twenty four. Okay, yeah, it was like five <laughs> five year old. Perfect. Perfect. Look. No one's saying you got to go fill your kid up with chicken McNuggets six days a week, but if he wants to go to the guy, the you know Timmy's birthday, yeah. and they're serving chicken, great. Yeah. Who cares? It's 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 fine. It's nobody's going to die if you eat a cheeseburger one day. Everything is is what about cool. the cake that they have out there. What about the candy that's <laughs> at every birthday? That. I bet those parents shaming the that, kid have cake at their kid's birthday party. Of course they do. So all of this being said, yeah. let me make this very clear. What you said is right in a vacuum. Those parties from about five and under have nothing to do with the children. It is all about mom and dad putting together mm. something mm. to show off to the other parents in the neighborhood, and they are awful and dreadful, and there are very few things that you will have less fun at than a three-year-old's birthday that is so over-the-top and extravagant that you just want to vomit. They are the <laughs> worst things in the world. Taylor? Yeah, fact. Let the kid have fun. Let the you know parents parent how they like to do it just stay out of other people's business so one of my favorite um like birthday party themes when i was a kid i i want to say it was like maybe my like ninth or tenth birthday somewhere in there um i had there was this doll called a groovy girl where like they had just like crazy hairstyles like that was the that was the marketing thing of this doll is like you can put your doll into whatever crazy hairstyle you want so my dad took it upon himself to do the hairstyle of every little girl that came to this party <laughs> he was a great birthday dad like i don't know at the age if he loved it or not but I, it seems like he did if he did what you're describing he, he loved, loved it. doing it <laughs> yeah, yeah he did not do that just cute. to take one for the team that's yep. good dadding right yeah. there and it was like i now look back at those those pictures in our scrapbooks and stuff and it's so cute of and course I, it's I, awesome i must have been like i really want a gro groovy girl party and my dad did it so. and then that's after terrific. the Thanks, birthday dad. parties were over and Chick -fil -A. they were too old <laughs> Tiki bar. Exactly. You created bar. a tiki bar tiki fryer. Tiki bar idea is kind of growing on me if I'm being... I'm in on Korea and tiki bars. Right. I've, I've turned around on two things. Taking to the dark side. Six months ago. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Was with John. Get Korea out of here. Now it's like I would love to order a drink from a tiki bar. <laughs> so um, I saw this on TikTok this morning. And um, it was this video where these people had their flight canceled um, from Orlando to Knoxville. And so the person in the video was like, so we all decided to get my family and 15 strangers in a van and drive from Orlando to Knoxville because 
each person had like a different reason like why they needed to be in Knoxville like this night all that good stuff I couldn't afford to get on another flight stuff like that interesting concept so you would do this if you really needed to get somewhere as in find strangers in your waiting area and drive eight hours in a van Taylor fetch your cab that many strangers? Oh, that's a lot. I'd um, say, let's say six a cu- strangers. A couple that I had vetted beforehand. I mean, I think it sounds like a recipe for fun. It reminds me of Home Alone when uh, <laughs> when they, they get in the van with that polka band. <laughs> a little bit, you know? You never know what's going to happen. Just kind of oh, yeah. vet them out a little bit. If you get a bad feeling about them, don't go. But otherwise, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Trev? I, I, it's, it's one or the other. You either have the time of your life and you meet some people you really like and it's an adventure and a story that you tell forever and ever and ever, or it is the eight worst hours you've ever experienced with other human beings. There, There's almost no middle of it. Eight hours is just far enough that maybe you don't do it because that is a, a really long time. But I will say this, just a, a quick story, a quick aside. I was 25, 26 years old. One of um, Susan and mine's friends was getting married in Connecticut. I fly from Los Angeles to JFK, right? Have my rental car and all these things set up, ready to go. Um, land, go to the, the rental car place and hand every credit card, driver's license. And the person working at the rental counter says, your driver's license expired. I can't rent you this car. It's like midnight. It's late, right? And everything's starting to button up. No Ubers at this time, I'm assuming. No, this is 1997 or eight. It's, yeah, it's it's something like that. And I said, well, okay, I, I didn't know it was expired. I looked at him, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, it's only expired by a few months. You know, it's a big, she's like, I, I'll lose my job if I rent you a car with an expired driver's license. I can't do it. I'm like, you know, I'm starting to make offer and money. I, I, I just, I have to get to Connecticut in this place. You know, tomorrow morning. There's a wedding that I'm need to be at tomorrow morning, and I don't. And, and I'm like, well, is there a, a van and all these things? Nothing. She says, well, you can hire a car. I had to hire like a black car again. This is 25. I don't have any money. I'm not doing anything. I had to hire like a limo driver to drive me from JFK into the middle of nowhere, Connecticut. It's some lake in the middle of nowhere. There were both, we have MapQuest printed directions. That's how long ago this was. You want to take a guess? This is 1997 or 8. How much it cost? From New York City, JFK, to the middle of BFE, Connecticut. 500 bucks? You're really close. It was like 450 bucks. And I did not have 450 bucks to spend on this thing. So I would have been very happy to jump in a van with eight strangers to drive to Connecticut. I'm cap on this one. I, I can't. I get the concept. I get you can probably have a good time. I don't know how you guys are in a car, but I kind of like. I, and, and I understand that it's kind of like a last second thing. You have to do it. But uh, I will take my chances. I will wait. I don't know who these people what if you are. Were driving? I don't know who's got the ox. I don't know who's got. I don't know who's playing the music in there. If I was driving, I will tell you that that would help because you feel like, all right, I'm gonna get to this place. I'm gonna get this location, but somebody's car sick in the bag. There's this. I don't know what's going on. You get to stop when you want to stop. At least it's up to you. Yeah, that driving would probably help a little bit. I uh, just just make sure that we don't cancel too many flights. USC is um, out of the Final Four, but. Is this the new normal for USC? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I know it's the Cavs. I know we've talked about it 10,000 times. When I turn on my TV today at 4 o'clock, I'm going to expect the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> you, you ever get one of those stuck in your head, which is like, oh, they're playing the Raptors. Bergman corrected me this morning. Are the Cavs and the Raptors me. the same franchise I, to you? No. I just I looked at the schedule, and they're right next to each other. And yeah, in yeah, my yeah. brain, they're flipped the other way. I it's can't... you with the Washington Bullets, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Bullets down, is a great name. Break down uh, Pascal Siakam today. Just... <laughs> Tomorrow, do Donovan Mitchell. Hey, I want credit that I know Pascal Siakam is on the Raptors. That's a that's a win for me. No, you don't get credit for Siakam. Sure. You get credit for... <laughs> Van Vliet? No, you did. What did you do? Was it... Michael Red. Michael Red. Oh, yeah, that's... Him. You don't need to go anywhere else. You did Michael Red when we were talking about all-star foods and that don't belong on an all-star team. So how about this? The Padres offered Trey Turner a contract that would have made him the most highly paid High, shortstop yep. in baseball. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, would have passed Lindor's three forty one. He decided to go to Philadelphia instead. Got three thirty. Boo hoo! <laughs> you know he got he got plenty of money. Um, but the that the Padres made a run at him at that amount. Impressive. We know what they're going to have to pay Juan Soto mm-hmm. if they want to keep him. Which they have two more years on yep. his contract. They've already. And by the way, they have to go huge because of what they gave up to get him. They already get, broke the bank for Tatis. They already broke the bank for Machado. They've gone out and spent a ton of money and gave Musgrove a hundred. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Musgrove a hundred. This is not the only way to go win games and to spend a lot of money. There's no guarantees, but this is different. The Dodgers have another team in the owner with the Padres that he's throwing around money like that. It does change things a little bit. The Dodgers are going to do what they do. They've got more money than the Padres. They've got a better system. But the, the Padres are as aggressive as they are. Makes that division a little bit more interesting. So I, I think what this could do, sometimes you know they say competition. Competition's good. Competition will make you better. And the Dodgers have set a... They've, they've set an example. And you know unfortunately for teams that are in the NL West, you got the Dodgers right next to you. So you don't Get really have a choice. You, yeah. you don't have a choice if you want to compete. And I'm, I'm not saying... I don't I'm know not, if that's true. Well, let, let me explain. You don't have to do it their way. You got to do it your way, and you know you don't have to be the Dodgers with their payroll and the Dodgers with their stars. But something I could tell you firsthand that's been missing in San Diego for a long time: there hasn't really been a reason to go see these games. There hasn't been really a reason. There hasn't been box office. There hasn't been. Didn't we? We saw a report earlier on this. The Giants are trying to do everything they can to go get Aaron. They're Judge, going huge, right? They're going huge. You could have a division potentially that has. Aaron Judge, uh, Mookie Betts, Soto, Soto, Tatis. Machado, Tatis, Freeman. Freddie Freeman. <laughs> Go down the list. I mean, you could have just in this division, but I think I'm not saying this is all the credit to the Dodgers, but I think the Dodgers have kind of set this at least in the NL West and at least in the NL. If you want to compete, you got to have players. Yep. That doesn't mean you can't go, you know, grow your own players and that whole crop and everything else. But you're gonna. 
if you shortchange it, the Dodgers are right there. It doesn't guarantee you anything, but the Dodgers will always be right there. It doesn't guarantee you anything. You're right about that, but look at what Colorado's doing. Look at what Arizona's doing. They're basically saying we can't compete with that. The only way we can do it is to try to accumulate a bunch of young Farm, players young, and, yep. and, and hope to be good sooner than we think we will. Let those guys hit. Right, Let let those and hope that they become good when they're in their second and third year in the big leagues and not their fifth or sixth year where you got to trade them away because you know you're not going to be able to pay them. Padres are trying to do a Dodger light version. They don't have the system and the, and the prospects because they just emptied the bank to go get to T or uh, Soto. Yeah, but that they went like that at Turner because usually, look, all right, this I'm sure was the oh I could paint philosophy. you the last two off seasons, right. but go go. We got Machado. Okay, this has to work. And then they mm-hmm. make a trade for Tatis, and they realize they have a very special player. We got to lock him up. And then they turn around and they go make a huge deal for Soto. And now they're going all in to try to get Trey Turner. That's not taking one swing. That's four swings. Mm. And three of them landed. Soto landed. Tatis landed. Machado landed. That is not the, – the Yankees don't really go after everybody like that. The Dodgers are pretty surgical in who they go. They're going after almost everybody. Can I, can I give you something? And remember last year in the offseason – or I'm sorry, at the trade deadline – Max Scherzer ended up with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Freddie Freeman, there was conversation that the Padres were trying to get him, ended up with the Dodgers. The Dodgers have landed the guys, at least a few guys that they've been going for. You don't hit uh, you know, a thousand or anything like that, but they've hit on some of these guys. What's unique in San Diego, they are the only game in town. So I, I go back to this because not every city is created equal. The Dodgers, as much as they're competing with the Padres and they're competing with it's very important too that your squad is relevant. It's very important. They're going to sell the tickets. I'm not saying that they're not going to, but you got the Lakers here. You got two NFL teams now. You got there's there's a lot more attention to LA and there's a lot more competition in LA just for people. Bless you, bless you. That came on fast. Thank you. It was no. I was, I was fighting it off. I saw you were kind of squinting I was at me. It I'm off. Like, we'll see how this goes. You should have just done that little pinch your nose. I was thing. determined. <laughs> Hustle through it. You made you it out do the it other out. side. You made it. But they, they have they really don't have, you know, much competition out there in S D and they're look, they're making a run for it. They didn't go get Trey Turner, but the fact that you're right that they're actually going for it says something. And you think that they'll probably go for it again at the deadline, right? That this is if they were willing to go spend money to go get Trey Turner, maybe they'll spend some more money to make a deal at the deadline and extend a guy beyond, you know, whatever number he may be at at this moment. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Otani. Right, that oh, the Angels. We'll see what happens with the sale of the team, yeah. but it yeah. feels almost inevitable that Otani is going to leave. If the Angels are what they've been for the last ten years, mediocre or worse, they're going to have to move him at some point. I can't imagine somebody would want to do that without getting some sort of guarantee that you're going to get him beyond the two or three months that you might have him for. Dodgers, you know, are going to kick the tires there. The Giants, I think, will be interested in that. The Padres will be interested in that. The Yankees and all these teams. But that the Padres are interested like in it? things like that. Do you like it? I like him anywhere. No, no. Do you like um, Do you like that there's 
Yeah, that the pan sure. that the Padres are in a sense going all in. That Look. the Giants are fine for Aaron Judge. That yes, that these teams right here in L.A. that you can get. I know that it's not 19 matchups anymore versus each squad. Was it 13 now? Something yeah, like that. 14, 14, I think. Yeah. Um, do you like that? That competition just is right here in California. I love it. It's almost like the West Coast is becoming the capital of, of e- baseball. Even if it wasn't the Padres and the Giants that were getting involved in this, I would even let. I'm just picking teams at random. The Rockies and the Mariners. Just sure. To pick sure. pick two teams. The um, um, and I, the, the White Sox and the Reds, okay, it, that it's not the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the, the Braves, yeah. that it's that it's somebody different, I think is incredibly refreshing because it, it does get stale knowing that, all right, there's 14, what are there? No, there are 10 spots, 12 spots. 12 spots. 12 spots yeah, 12 in, in the playoffs. Yeah. That I can tell you who eight of those are going to be right now, that's not good. Hmm. <laughs> that's not a good deal that I can tell you for sure that it's eight. If we can get it down to six – then, then I think it's a totally different conversation. Do you see the numbers that uh, the Pac-12 championship game pulled? Yes. M- big numbers, big crowds, and lots of attention. And there's only one reason why. We'll get into it next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.